Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Donors don't realize the importance of networks like this. Peer-driven networks which are value-based are not normal in the sector because there is so much donor-generated almost competition yeah. that this peer-co-created collaboration is something which is a new animal. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 379 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Jeru Billy Jeru Billy is the founder of several innovative and award-winning NGOs with over 20 years experience running systems change organizations as a Skull Awardee and Ashoka and Schwab Fellow. Among her previous organizations are Child and Youth Finance International, Atherton International, Childline India, and Child Helpline International, which have helped enable the financial inclusion and protection of children and youth in more than 180 countries. Jeru is now founder of One Family Foundation, which incubates social innovations, helps them scale, and is currently anchoring Catalyst 2030, a global network working to accelerate progress towards the SDGs through radical and transformative social innovation at the country level. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Jeru's perspective on the state of impact-led entrepreneurship globally, and we'll get Jeru's insights and perspective on social innovation opportunities globally. So Jeru, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Tom. So Jeru, kicking things off, could you please share a bit about your background and what it was that led to this passion in social innovation and systems change? If I can be honest, I was brought up to it, so I can't take much credit. My mother was a professional social worker, one of the earliest in India. My family was involved in the freedom movement in India, so I think it was just in my DNA. I remember being taken with her to her work right from a very young age, and I think I grew up on it. I did my master's in social work, wanted to do management, did that. Didn't think that was enough because I thought we really needed to do a lot of policy work and systems change. Yeah. So started studying much more about it. Looked at a lot of systems in community because I grew up doing community development. Looked at a lot of principles from community development, transferred them into systems change and also thought what was important is changing systems collaboratively. Therefore, for myself, created this concept of collaborative systems change, which I've applied across a lot of my organizations, especially Catalyst. 
So you mentioned Catalyst, Juru. You are the founder, as I mentioned earlier, of the One Family Foundation and Catalyst 2030. So tell us a little bit more about the sort of projects you're involved in and the sort of change that you're creating. One Family Foundation is actually an idea which my children had who were adopted and they wanted to start a small family foundation to give back. But like everything else, when children start something, it comes to the parents to look after. So I started looking after it. One Family Foundation incubates projects. We look at what can do. So before this, we incubated something called Ocello with Tech Matters, which basically is an impact platform for getting the data for Child Health Bank so we can advocate better and through the advocacy accelerate systems change. Catalyst was the third project which we were incubating. Catalyst started as a WhatsApp group of leading social entrepreneurs from across the world. We used to meet at Ashoka School, Schwab, Echoing Green, and we said, hey, all of us are doing a lot of individual impact, but if we came together, couldn't we accelerate our collective impact? That was the spirit behind which Catalyst joined together. So I don't take credit for Catalyst. I think it's the collective of everyone coming together and creating something. Today, we have over 2,000 members in Catalyst and pretty much across the whole globe doing very many initiatives. We have 90 plus collaborations in the past three years, which have emerged from Catalyst. I think 40 plus country chapters, Australia, New Zealand, both have chapters. Each chapter does their own collaboration, their own policy work with the government. So what we are trying to do is create the ecosystem which will allow social innovation to thrive. So that's what Catalyst is doing. And in three years, I think it's come a long way. I hope that answers it. It certainly has, yeah. You talk about 2,000 members. There's certainly quite a few of those within Australia. So what have some of your biggest challenges then been on this Catalyst 2030 journey, Jeru? And what lessons have you learned as a result? In terms of challenges, if I can be honest, Catalyst is a day-to-day inspiration. There have been very, very few challenges other than funding. Yeah. I think donors don't realize the importance of networks like this. Peer-driven networks which are value-based are not normal in the sector because there is so much donor-generated almost competition that this peer-co-created collaboration is something which is a new animal, so Mm. to speak, something they are not used to. So they are not willing to fund it. And I think that is probably the biggest challenge. We do have two core funders, but I wish more donors were looking at this sort of thing because it would help accelerate the session much more. So I think that is funding has been one of the biggest challenges. Another lovely challenge is that our members are so amazing that they have so many ideas. A small team trying to support all of them is something which is challenging from time to time. Because if you have 100 collaborations and a team of 20, you can imagine how difficult it is. But... That's the most wonderful challenge to have. I hope we have a thousand collaborations going through. My biggest learning is let it go, let it flow. But that's been a learning lesson from 20 years, which I use in Catalyst. And by that, 
do you talk and think in the perspective of very much that joint ownership over the project and I suppose providing that space for those different founders, entrepreneurs and systems innovators to really step up and take charge? Totally. Honestly, all we do is provide the space for co-creation and connection. Part of collaborative systems change, I say, is based on principles. And so our whole approach and work methodology is based on the principles that are there. And the principles are convened. That's what Catalyst does. We convene in a lot of spaces. We connect the right like-minded people. They co-create on their own, the secretariat to do that. So they co-create, they start their own projects. They celebrate their successes. They basically then write down, calibrate what they are doing. So that's the fifth principle. They cohere because they bond together then and then start new things on their own. So new organizations emerge out of Catalyst, which is fantastic. And through it, we see that we are being able to shift the needle. So I think those are some of the main principles we look at and are core to the work. So given the broad range of entrepreneurs and innovators on the platform, Jeru, you'd obviously gain a lot of different perspectives and insights of what's happening globally in these different groups. So what is your current take then on the state of social entrepreneurship globally? And where do you see opportunities to improve our communities? I think our community needs two or three things. One is the movement needs to grow much bigger and we need to attract more as a movement. Two is we are very niche and we need to be able to articulate better the governments what we do so that we are able to have the right environment to be able to grow further and to become much more mainstream. I think three is we need to shift some structures and systems which are very rooted in historical colonial systems, which need to be changed so we are able to really open the floodgates of development and change. There's a few great points there, Jeru. So for the social entrepreneurs that are listening, that are working really hard to scale their enterprise and create that positive social impact or environmental impact, what advice would you be giving to them? My advice to the social innovators, entrepreneurs is have a management plan and go for it. Always start by thinking big and by dreaming big. That's my two cents worth. But I really believe that sometimes as social entrepreneurs, we are all about passion, but passion has to link with strong management principles and strong organization so you're able to scale that. Great advice there, and obviously learned through the years of experience in different organisations, Jeru. So what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently then, which are creating some great positive social change and impact? There are 90 plus collaborations in Catalyst, so many of them are doing it. But if I have to name a few, one of them is Catalyst Markets, and any entrepreneur who has a social enterprise with products which they want to sell should join it. It's an online website of social entrepreneurs and innovators who basically have products which they want to sell. If you put it on Amazon or Shopify or any of these, we never get the hits we want. 
So we thought if we all came together and created this website, we would be able to get more traction. Yeah. So that's Catalyst Markets. And now they are creating two systems to reform their own ecosystem because Catalyst Markets is now trying to create all the logistics that are needed to help each other so that they can look at all the challenges they have yeah. and try to create an ecosystem which can help so there's Catalyst Markets, there's the Education Initiative, which is looking at transforming education much more for the 21st century, all the principles that are there on individual development. Yeah. There is initiatives on South-South environment and how that can change. I can go on. There's lots and lots of initiatives. There's some good ones there. So we'll stick links through to those different initiatives in your article. Yeah. So all the listeners can click on through and find out more about those. But to finish off then, Jeru, what books or resources would you be recommending to our listeners? Okay, what books or resources? Recently, I was with my son. I was reading this book, Lean and Fat. I thought that's a very nice book for young entrepreneurs who are starting over. The main message in the book over there is that when you start, don't create this ginormous business plan. Just start on your own, start on something small, and then you have agile development of the project. I think that was something which I thought was very interesting for starting entrepreneurs. I also very much recommend GM Sinclair's book on systems work because they talk about what is the best way to do systems work with communities and collaborations? That's something which they are looking at. So I think that is something which is very interesting also for them to be able to do and read up. Wonderful. They sound like a great couple of books there, Jeru. So, Jeru, it's been a pleasure to talk today. Thank you so much for sharing your generous insights and time. Good luck with the ongoing work that you're doing in building Catalyst 2030 and the other projects. And we'll look forward to following your journey. Thank you very much, Tom. And bye to all the listeners. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.